0: G-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-girl g girl going to podcast all of your fattee
1: Jomans the Mrs.
2: Oh! Soapy, how was that?
1: Uh-huh. Alright. That- that-
2: that- 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 oh, come on, baby. I thought I gave you good loving.
1: Have I talked to you about penis cream?
2: No. What's that do?
1: It doesn't matter.
2: When your penis screams, think penis cream. Then
0: go back to your penis dream. Oh, this kind of burns.
1: Shh. It's working.
2: Now that everything has been lowered and all expectations have been Shit, dashed. Shit's gonna happen. Okay, well, anyway, we we um we we've, we've realized that already, like Life has gotten worse for all parties involved. Jetem Teyamo Ich liebe dich. Taco Bell. All oh, I thought there were restaurants. No, sorry. They're all. <laughs> all ways that we say I love you. Today's today's subject is. Amo. What is it? Amol. Amo So we're gonna start off by talking about pickup lines because that's love, right? Here's my pickup line of the week, girl, you're my voodoo doll, except I only see one hole I want to penetrate with my needle, you know, and the thing I like about that is it's romantic um because like you're basically telling a woman like I'm not interested in you know you degrading yourself with oral or anal, or perhaps I'm only interested in oral or anal, mm-hmm. but um. Right. You know, I, I, I just assume like... Uh, oh, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me run that one by everyone one more time. Girl, you're my voodoo doll. But I only am interested in sticking my much larger than a needle into your vagina hole. <laughs> See, and that, that, that now is... Um, I like vagina hole. Oh, I asked yeah. like you had to throw that in there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, mean, I, it I makes mean, it really It makes it sound so much more I mean. Vile. I, mean I don't know. I, I'm just I'm just gonna say like um like prom would be a lot more exciting for some people if they under if they had that sort of that level of game. Yeah. I also feel like there needs to be a slow jam song while you say that. Hmm. Yeah, I like, know I agree entirely. You know I mean? Especially if it were like if it were like um someone's like girl if you take your love away from me. Yeah. Oh, wow Don't do that because your love is something I want to not be be taken from you. Like a voodoo doll. Okay. Well, now that this is this is an irresponsible podcast because I mean, in reality, how hot we're being right now—holy garbage! All right. So, um, anywho, so mine's mine's more of a. It's kind of like after you've sealed the deal, but you still. Oh, you've okay. got a
0: pillow talk line.
2: It's not before the pillow talk happens. It's oh, like it's oh like you, s- you sealed the deal, but now you're in the bedroom. Okay. oh, I see so uh, no wait, wait okay, so when you say sealed the deal, you mean like, but has the deal been yet consummated? So you've been out at the club, you know you put your I, apps I, I, in. I like put you it's a club. Clube. You're out of the club. Yeah. And okay. you've you know, you've got your axe cologne on and everything. You're all ready to go. You're and and ready, so, so you're your sideburns are sufficiently pencil thin. Yeah. And uh, totally. Totally. <laughs> okay. And you know <clears throat> you've uh you No, know, you've done your leg work. And you and did like the running man a couple times. Vomited you, in you, the corner, like, yeah, you like bought, the way a gentleman does. Yeah, you bought bought her a couple of of uh, you know teenies, the Corbaccis, whatever have you. Well, and you pair and it? told her all about how your hip hop album's right about to drop. You know, and to be yeah. fair, my hip hop album is about to drop. That's that's exciting. Look out for it. <laughs> okay, Sorry. so here's the context. Okay. You, so. you you get back to your to your uh, to your apartment, <laughs> and so you know she's kind of all set up, and she's she's just kind of kicking it on the bed or whatever. You and so you you say I'm I'll be baby, I'll be back in just a minute back you know and um you do, go, do, you, you go, do you do you do the peace sign and kiss your fingers when doing so when you when you leave for a minute that would be a good touch. so you you go to the bathroom kind of kind of clean yourself up a little bit maybe give yourself a quick little whore bath <laughs> you know what i mean if you guys don't know what that means look it up um, urban dictionary or something and then come so you come back into the room you're at the foot of the bed she's sitting on the bed look her square in the eye and say Baby, now I'm a rock your taco. Yeah. Just yeah. let that one sink in for a moment. Oh wow. No, no. The problem was is that You got horny? Well, and then all of a sudden I got horny and then despondent. Because <laughs> um I realized that like the closest thing I have to a taco is probably like my, my axe wound on my chest. Um just because like I'll tell you one thing. I've been. I'll future, <laughs> your I've been in a few too many LARPing contexts that have gotten a little too real. So um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> so that's what I got. <laughs> all right. I understand that sexiest isn't an award given at con, as in the film festival, and I understand that also podcasts probably would not be considered for film things. But I, all I gotta say is that prestigious awards for sexiness should be bestowed upon um, such contributions as have you have made. And I understand you, there may have been some <clears throat> grammatical, like, license taken there, but it was taken... As have you have made? Yeah, whatever. Um, well, I'll No, it was good. The... It sounded fancy. Well, <laughs> you have yet to comment on the fact that I am currently wearing my fancy pants. And um, this has made me a little stir-crazy in my fancy pants because they're busy being fancy. My legs feel like they're being fancier and they're being, like, swaddled in fanciness. All right, so um, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Well, and, and also let's just point out the fact that our listeners are just terrible people. So um, let's go ahead and, uh, and break for right now and just let them consider just what you've done wrong and why you are where you are. So deal with that.
0: A hippie went out to his organic garden. This was the sort of person who said pardon even when bumping into an inanimate object. He looked through the kale and he looked through the chart and then he found something that was strangely hard and picked it up thinking it was a garden trowel. But no, it was a boner how it got there and whether it was organic was all kinds of questions that the hippie was asking himself but it was most certainly a boner (laughs) was it cornbread or grass-fed and should he say excuse me but he just put it back down on the ground and hoped that it would serve as fertilizer as a boner Then got in line at the DMV and went up to get his new license and pay a fee. And he was looking and waiting for around a long, time. He thought it was his turn to go up to the window, but he felt a tap on his little old chin bone. And looked down to see who was in front of him, assuming it was a smaller person, but it was a boner. <laughs> As a matter of fact, it was several boners, all of whom were recently taking an action because of the recent law passed that now boners could get driver's license. And these boners were very responsible types, and but they were really offended that this man tried to cut by them in the line just because they're boners. They were hoping to pass some kind of legislation that would keep them legally obligated and other people not to step on them. And then they would hope that there would be a utopia and finally there would be peace between people and boners. Brrr, boners. One could hope maybe the hippie could get involved. And finally we would have peace between the people the people and the boners.
2: okay and we're back with a segment that we like to call count down turn Turn off turn off countdown countdown. turn off countdown yes oh I think we just made a song for this okay ready this took days days to write turn off countdown We don't like it. You keep on doing it. And it's a countdown. Countdown. Okay, well that was a... That was was enlivening. Okay, so... It's basically... We're we're starting at ten words. So a ten word sentence that would basically be a deal breaker. Something that would... Make you want to extricate yourself from a romantic situation with a lady. Okay. Yeah. That's so we're starting brilliant. at ten words, then we go nine. Right. And so eight. we're gonna be we're gonna be alternating. So, Tomax, do you want to do you want to hear uh, do you want to start with your ten word ten word phrase that is going to be annihilating the hotness of a uh, lady or perhaps gentleman? Okay. So, uh, ten words. Hey. Do you want to come to my slam poetry show? Oh, yikes. Okay. Especially if read in that mechanical voice that you're in, that would be rough too. Um, That's the way, yeah, that's the way it would be spoken. I just wanted to, you know, show that it's ten words. Okay. If anybody's counting. All right, so now nine. All right. Be quiet while I read my Twilight fan fiction commentary in between these or are we just oh i think them? i think sure why not okay well, going back to my slam poetry okay so you want to comment on that on something you already did well how are we doing are we just blowing through these i a, you know what there <laughs> all the planning we had you know the part that was really because i think i was, already i already declare myself a winner then i guess oh wow that's a that's a. good I, i've already won Okay. Well, um, glad you're glad glad you're so victorious. Um, no, I, I would say I would say the uh, the slam poetry is pretty bad. The Twilight fan fiction that's pretty bad too. I, although I, w- I would call the slam poetry a winner on that round, I suppose. Even I mean, though I had one fewer. I have one fewer word to work. Well, but. really, take yourself there into the moment. Okay? okay. So so where? Give me the time and the place. Where I I this, where I, I don't would see be. this. I don't see this as being helpful because the whole point is that the idea is that the the phrase or sentence, is enough to make this person completely unattractive. So you wouldn't want to get into the moment. The point is that this just completely destroys anything that could have possibly been built up. Okay. All right. So I think that um, on that note, let's go ahead and go to eight. Okay. My ex-boyfriend will be moving back in. Oh! That was solid. That was solid. That was definitely... That was, unquestionably, unquestionably that will be a problem. And that one hit a little close to home, I have to say. So, I thought it was particularly bad. Well, for my seven, my, 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 my seven word one actually isn't that far from that. Let's get another guy involved in bed. Mm. (laughs) Mmm. Mmm. Holy shit, man. That might be a wash. You know, what? no, 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 because that's, that's the direction that I'm going in, too. Hmm. So you'd just be out, huh? Oh, done, done. That's that's over. That's over and done. Yeah. Even if 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 she's thinking it and saying that this happened, no. Oh. None of these are actually things that happened to me ever. No, none of them. None of them hit close to home for you. No. I mean, one of them kind of, but (laughs) we'll get to that one later. It's hot talk. All right. Hot tag. All, All right, right, so go Joey ahead and let's, let's hear your six. Let's hear uh, number six for you. Hot radio. Do you have any hemorrhoid ointment? Not that much of a turnoff, but it definitely a strange question. I think I win this round. My henna tattoo means warrior. <laughs> Oh. oh, fuck. That's really good. The henna tattoo is, I mean, in my opinion, is, is one of those things that is just a never-ending source of comedy. It was that one girl I was kind of hanging with and traveling with, and she was so hot and so awesome, but she wore a bindi everywhere she went. Yeah, that's... And I had a really hard time getting over that. I know it's, it's superficial, but I couldn't get over the bindi. It really bothered me. That's, that's vaguely annoying, for sure. All right, let's, uh, let's go on to a four. Mm. Here's where it gets challenging. Here's where the challenge gets ratcheted up. I'm really into polyamory. That's really similar to uh to, to the let's get another guy involved. I know. But yeah. But um agreed. That would be that would be bothersome. I would be done. Done yeah. and done and done. Yeah. This All is right? sort of what happens, like this is sort of a statement that's sort of trying to just sort of you know, entice you in or let you know what page they're on before they actually ask the question you asked. It's just like, hey, heads up. Kind of yeah, no that's getting another dude involved. Yeah. Uh, mainly like I'm into more or less having zero responsibility for anything that we are going to be doing yeah. together. Yeah. Cuz there's right. nothing more hot. Well, number 3. Th- Mishap th- number will tell three. you. There's nothing more hot than responsibility kids. I'm getting so old and I'm totally shaking my rake. at teenagers to telling them. To responsibility go gives Mishap a boner. In a Big <laughs> way. You know what it gives me? It gives me a proper and decent boner yeah yeah that's right i get a boner that has a propriety tattoo, responsibility you know I mean? porn yeah it's okay a whole new niche okay um my number three is slightly different than your number four my number three is get me pregnant <laughs> also hits close to home <laughs> that one gets it's a little closer to home to me than the other ones hmm. i had a girlfriend who constantly lied and said that she was you had pregnancy scares? Yes. She would oh, say you got me snap. pregnant. Yeah. Oh snap. Pregnancy scares are yeah. I had I had actually I had a pregnancy scare test. I think I've had two. One of them definitely was a pregnancy scare test. Okay. she see. she at least had the decency to she wasn't t- trying to fuck with your head with your 21-year-old brain telling you that no, she was pregnant. No. No, no. This was more a matter of she wanted to see if I would have been cool with her being pregnant with my baby, which when I flipped the F out, she was really displeased because this was a person who I absolutely, 100% was never going to have a kid with. Um, anyway. All right. So now that now that the Bonertron machine will never operate again, let's go ahead and go for two. I queefed. <laughs> they can't help that. It's I have dealt with queefing before. It's happened. Sure. Are you talking about mid coitus or just, oh just frequently mid coitus? Yeah, that's no big deal. That yeah. that that shit just happens. But I mean, I know that you had two, but watch me queef is funnier than the, that. The, <laughs> <queef. laughs> um, the number one I I watch had me was queef. That, that's, that takes a ballsy woman for for just, for the one word. It was juggle it, yeah. What that means for those of you at home is that this person is a diehard fan of the Insane Clown Posse, a band that was goodly enough to be so wretchedly terrible that you can pretty much write off any of their fans as being people you want nothing to do with. But yeah, so good times. Anyway, um, so so Tomax, um. So before we close this up, um, what is the actual, I'm not worried about words, what, word numbers, whatever. What is the, what is like a couple of the actual, fr- like sentences that a girl that you've been dating has said that has absolutely just like locked you in your tracks? Anything that you, and and I mean, not like, you know, I cheated on you. Obviously that's horrible. Oh, good but good anything question. that you can think of. That that like they actually have said where it's not that what they're saying is so horrible it's more like the, how they're saying it. Okay. okay like I've okay, I've, got, yeah, a couple. I've okay, got a couple. Okay. Okay. This is the girl who lied and said she was pregnant. Um, she would say we'd get in an argument and she would say, "Um, you want to hit me, don't you?" Oh my god! And then I'd say no, and she she kept pressing. You say, "No, I think you want to hit me," and it. And that was, that was like, you know, it's, 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 we're down here, you know? Yeah. So,
1: yeah, I don't know. That's
2: the first one that came to mind when you asked that question. Good question. Wow, that's, that's horrific. Mine is not nearly as bad. Um, I dated a girl who was remarkably good looking. I mean, she was just outstandingly good looking. But the thing was that she was a little dumb. And the thing was that I don't do well with that with with girls that aren't really smart. I mean, mainly because if, if for no other reason, I mean, I talk a lot. I talk about lots of weird stuff. And a girl who's just like kind of batting her eyelashes, it gets really old. I like people who can kind of keep up and generally put me in my place. Anyway, but with this girl, the part that was tough about it is that she was so good looking. And probably the first girl that I saw and met and was like, she's stunningly hot. And a girl that I managed to sort of woo and end up, you know, at least, like, dating for a little while. Anyway, but... So she had this habit of trying to do cute things that were the least cute thing possible. Mm-hmm. So there was one time where she was, like... Because she was very... I mean, also, like, she was shorter, but she had this very outstanding hourglass figure. And um, and so uh, so she's, like... She said something about, like, about, like, you know, I'm only five foot three or whatever her height was. And then she said, like, basically, okay, so the point was, she was talking about her figure and says, well, I've got booby and I've got booty. And I was like, yikes. Um, And the thing was, she was trying to be cute with that. Yeah, I'm right with you there on the cute thing. Ugh, not a fan. Um, Ladies, take note. But here, I, I have a flip side to this when we when we wrap up. So, um, another one, was same girl, was... She, so she said it in a sing-songy way? She said it kind of, yeah. Yeah, like the way I think my cadence is pretty similar to hers. Wow. Um, the other thing was that she was like, she was like, t- took out her nose ring at one point in time. She's like, I didn't want you looking at it because it's probably got boogers all over it. And I was like, oh, God. Like, I don't even like using that word just because it's so kid it's so like childish uh, I'm not feeling you on that one that one wouldn't, that oh, really? would not nah, okay wouldn't faze me so now you, what so so now that we're we're gonna f- wrap this up I like it when, when girls can 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 there's a certain point where they can talk about gross stuff and it's kind of cute I just don't like I don't like that kind of child like child words like there's there's a word that I don't know anyway there are words that that just are immediately okay turtles. like if they call their vagina a muffin. Or a, or a cooter? No, that's, that's, that's... I find that less disturbing. I find um, that totally disturbing. If, if Ladies, if you can't say vagina or pussy, and you need to find another word for it. Oh, by that's I, so annoying. If you, <laughs> what, how can you be so uncomfortable with your own genitalia? Well, okay. So here, Tomax, before we go, um, I want you to think about this one because we have been dwelling on the negative here. Of what women have could say or what they said. I got dark earlier. Okay, so I'm gonna say I will throw out a couple things that I have said that were obviously immediate turnoffs of women that women that I have been either interested in or dating. So there is a girl. There was somebody who was like probably I was just crazy about, and um, we actually hooked up and she initiated it and it was like the most amazing thing I've ever experienced and this was in college, and then. So she was a non-smoker and I smoked and we were like hooking up and like clothes were coming off. I mean, it was, it was amazing. And I mean, because she was stunningly attractive, two years older than me, like just, it was, she was so out of my league yet every guy, every guy in our department was like fantasizing about her whatever. And she like came over to my house and basically like jumped on me and it was like whatever. And then so... I was like, I'm gonna go outside for a cigarette. And then I thought about the fact that she was a non-smoker. I'm like, wait, you're better than a cigarette. Ugh. Yeah. I think that actually that line was the reason why we never really hooked up again. That's pretty bad. That's yeah. pretty bad. I've it was heard a pretty much bad worse. It was pretty, ba- yeah, I know. I, um, I don't know. You're better than that, I think. Uh oh, you're, God. You, but-, <laughs> but um so, what was your, uh, and then, and then, do you, do you have one that you can think of that you said that was just remarkably, like, bad news? You know, I'm gonna have you hit the pause button, because I'm gonna dig deep on this one. Okay. Hit the pause button, and I'm gonna come back and top it.
3: When I loved, you're awfully shitty. Five years later, and I'm still not out. Beat me for hours, so I'll say that you're pretty. As if that were ever in doubt. We walk out and stare At the city Make up stories based on the Lights You're being Flirty, I'm being witty I'm in serious Tonight, then I look at you, and your eyes are alarming. And I drink too much wine to qualify as charming. And I don't know why I want you, but I know I shouldn't want you, but I know I shouldn't want you, but I. Laws we hit are becoming apparent All the anticipation is dead Sentiments and affections spin and fly errands Nothing amazing is left to be said All of our motives dumbing To crude utensils Shit's becoming
2: So this isn't exactly what you're talking about like actually like to the woman in the bedroom or whatever but um so here's the deal Uh, I was about 23 just moved to San Francisco moved out here with this girl she was way too good looking and just way too much trouble then was really worth it (laughs) um anyway she broke up with me in a in a really awful fashion she she uh she cheated on me with this guy this guy that worked in, in her warehouse. And they got together. I found a note, blah, blah, blah. She breaks up with me. I'm totally heartbroken. I don't know anyone in San Francisco. And I was just a total friggin' mess. And I'm just basically wandering around the city like just a crazy person. And um, I bumped into her old roommate uh, probably like six months later. And I was just so butthurt over this woman. And he comes over and he's like, "Tomax, what's happening? Da da da, you know how, how have you been you know just exchanging you know pleasantries and, and all this stuff? And I'm just sort of nodding and listening to him. I, nothing no words escaped my mouth until I said, "Uh-huh. So you talk to Jenna much?" And he's like, "Yeah, I still live with her." I go, Does she talk about me?" I'm just going to let those words hang there for a moment because that did not even come out of my brain. It was like it just came from another place and I heard it and it just hung in the air. Yeah. It was terrible. And he turned right around and told her. Yeah. Well, and she basically said, don't ever contact me. I don't ever want to talk to you. You know, that's pretty bad. I actually insult to injury. I had something pretty, I had, I had something happened pretty ridiculously, um, and oh, you know what, I, I will say that with this particular person who I dated, um, but I, I liked her a lot. I probably liked her more than she, I definitely liked her more than she liked me. But, but there were a few things that were dumb that I did. Um, and probably the stupidest thing was, so she was extremely particular about what she liked and didn't like. And so, you know, I was trying to figure out things that you know, I was into that she wasn't into that I could kind of expose her to outside of, of course, my junk. Junk is another word for penis. (laughs) It can be. Um, But anyway, so so I was like, okay, well, this is perfect. Like, you know, one of the things that I've always, always liked to do with girls that I'm dating is expose them to Arrested Development if they haven't already seen it because it's, like, one of my favorite shows ever. Anyway, so she was like, okay. She's like, all right, I'll watch, like, three episodes. And I'm like, awesome. I know exactly what three episodes to watch. Now, one of the best Arrested Development episodes centers around a funeral for the father. I completely blanked on the fact that her father had died recently. And so I wanted to show her this, and all of a sudden, as we're watching it, it dawned on me. I'm like, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. What the hell am I doing? And like, she, to her credit, never even barred up, but she was also kind of emotionally very distant. So, but... I, there's no doubt in my mind that this contributed to her, like, not being willing to open up to me or being, or willing to, like, believe that I was really down for the cause. Because I completely, completely neglected to think about the fact that this hilarious madcap romp centers around a funeral for a father, which she has been to recently. So, that was amazingly dumb of me and like pretty insensitive i mean in the sense of i mean i wasn't trying to be insensitive but the actual action was certainly something i'm less than proud of hmm. okay yeah i mean sitting here thinking about this this is this is just really ripe material i mean we could we could make this a regular segment I think we will, and we haven't, you know, it's one of those things where you don't feel like you've hit yeah. peak oil yet on this No, one. no, not, not at all. E- ex- oh, ex- we haven't even talked about high school. No, because, dude, my, my, my <laughs> shit, my shit will, will just knock yours out of the water as far as, like, ridiculous scenarios that went just horribly. <laughs> like that time that you Xeroxed your balls and sent them to Hillary Clinton? and yes. said And said, please consider, but you spelled please with P-L-E-S with no E on the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, P L E A. Yes, never mind. She did call me back though. <laughs> that was good for good for you. <laughs> Mishap brought up a story which I didn't think even cracked the top ten, but but I'll, I'll just bring oh, it up. Oh, I was there. This was yeah. freaking garbage. So you know, misshap and I, we've we've liked we've we've uh, we've kind of done a lot of these little media projects for a little while now, um, videos and things like that. We had this bright idea this one night to go down to our local. Um, karaoke bar And we had uh, Basically a camera That was stuck Through a poster Of Britney Spears yep. That we sat down At a booth Now the story is You're a bar goer You walk up And we say Alright Sit down with Britney Spears And give her Your best line ever Now you remember So that. she's looking So you're okay. looking Into the camera Which is basically The Britney Spears poster And basically people At the bar Sit there and they go Hey baby I loved your second album, blah, blah, blah. I mean, but we, but our goal was basically to get this, to get like a bunch of people doing this. Now, one other thing that Tomex will probably leave out was the fact that Tomex was not being the most awesome dude this evening because he left me completely stranded there the entire night because he wanted to go sing. I never got to sing. I never got to leave because nobody came and relieved me at the table. I was there the entire time alone for like 90% of the time. I never, I like had no company for like 90% of the time. No one was backing yeah. me up. It was Miserable. That that might be a little bit hyper, hyperbole. No, you were never manning it. I never. I I had to like come and recruit you for a bathroom break, and you protested. Okay, so maybe a little bit of that is true, but because <laughs> you just said no, you just leave the camera, and I'm like, no, I can't just leave the camera there, because you kept on saying, well, then that's fine. Well, that's this your is camera. Awesome hot talk. Anyway, hot talk. Okay, hot talk. Tell them about the t- tell them about the time where they had uh, the crazy weather. Remember that time where it was, was like a... Never mind. It, was like really it was just... Rainy. Tell, finish the story. Finish the story. Okay. Um, so anyway, so we're sitting there and it was... You know, this was a great idea. It was just such an awesome concept, but it just went so poorly because I think Mishap had a bad time that night and... And, and no one was and helping then, me. And then No this, one was helping me either. Okay. But anyway. Anyway, moving on. Mm-hmm. And then this happened. <laughs> um... So I was there with my new girlfriend and ex-girlfriend who just dumped my ass in a horrific way and decided to date one of my best friends. And uh, I should have been really angry about that. But instead, I I met another girl, moved on, went out with my best friend and my new girlfriend, and we're just doing a project and having a good time. So she sees that I'm having a good time that night. And so she just kind of gets wrecked. And decides that she wanted to go pick a fight with my girlfriend out front. And I just thought this was just, I just thought, you know, hey, let's get a candid shot here, mishap. Let's get the camera. So the one and time that he rolling. decides to actually get involved with the camera is. I decide the camera's rolling. I'm going to film ex girlfriend being a total bitch. And uh, I come out and point the camera on both of them. It was the worst idea ever. And new girlfriend actually gets pissed off too. It was oh, like she they was they they actually banded together. I was like, what the hell? You're fighting, and now you're both you've both come together, you've both united on the cause against Tomax. And, <laughs> but but ex girlfriend came swinging, and hit she, the camera. She no? swung her purse like a fucking Jedi master, and just whacked it. Yeah, she broke the, the tripod. And and I add, yeah. this was my camera okay all and, right all right yeah, this, no, yes, this is this mishap is, mishap you know i'm just okay, saying listen, like, listen. you didn't think this was that bad a night this was a bad night got this it is. it was a bad night <laughs> i've already no 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 we've had this conversation like 10 times oh so no it's fine. okay it was it was it. A, it was a while ago this we're was moving on now. Like, five. but it was a horrible idea but man it made it made for some fantastic footage um I think several... Uh, like, most of us couldn't even watch it more than once because it was so awful to watch. Ugh. Remember then... And then but uh, you tried to watch it in front of your current girlfriend and, oh, God, did that go poorly, too. No, and the funny thing was... So, <laughs> new, boy, new boyfriend of ex-girlfriend... Hope you're following all this... Is, my, is one of my best friends. We'll call him Jack, okay? Jack comes up and makes this feeble attempt... To be the boyfriend that's standing up for the girlfriend, it was so fucking pitiful. So, then, oh, God, what a fucking awful night. Yeah, see, I told you, <laughs> that night was terrible. Awful night. I couldn't even stand to look at the footage. I thought, this will make a great, like, jackass kind of, like, candid, and we'll totally be able to use this, you know, because I, I don't know, I kind of, I kind of like that stuff, and... This was just not fun. It just wasn't even funny at all. You probably you literally made five people angry at you that night. Yes. (laughs) Nobody won. Nobody fucking won. Everyone except for everyone knew where their anger was directed. And it was entirely at you. Yeah, it all it all it all coalesced into a laser beam of hate directed at Tomax. (laughs) It's so true. Everyone else's problems amongst each other were resolved but everyone was so mad at you. Ah. (laughs) For totally different reasons. (laughs) Yeah, so that was that I I would say was I would say like dude, you've been you've been a bro among bros on so many occasions. This is not a normal evening with Tomex. Tomex is usually like a solid proper bro. However, this was like he was like the least valuable player in like four different <laughs> office pools that night. Like that was You united like the city of San Francisco and surrounding principalities in league against your actions. Pretty much. I mean, and no, I mean that's the thing, is that it the only reason why I'm laughing about it and like, you know, and talking about it at such length is that this is not your normal behavior. You're usually a, a very likable, like decent human being who is a pleasure to be around. That night, for some reason, it just all went awful. But anyway. Well, thank you, sir. So I think that I think that if we're gonna wrap this whole thing up uh-huh. from the from the game to the commentary, um, is that hey, sometimes people say some stupid shit. And, you know, it's funny how, like, in love, like, you have some really fantastic ideas that go so ever so poorly, and, like, you know, your brain is, your brain is retarded in love. I mean, and here's the other thing I think is interesting, and this is my final thought on it. Ever notice the fact that when you really like somebody, you're, like, 50% dumber than when you aren't really that into a person? Like yeah. you get away with so much more. Absolutely, you're so much, you're, and you're so much more deft. And like you're doing things that you're you're trying not to be impressive, and somehow you know she finds it really impressive because you're really not that into her. Mm-hmm. It's so bizarre. Anyway, so life is challenging. Um, so yeah, I mean, we can laugh about all these when, horrible when, ten word things, but you know, we all we yeah, all say it's them, true. we all do them. <laughs> All right, and now for our new segment. In retrospect, that was messed up. In retrospect, that, that was, was messed, messed up. up. In retrospect, that, that was, was messed, messed up. up. Yo, homie. Messed up. All right, that went outstandingly. Okay, so um, so yeah, so today uh, we're going to talk a little bit about stuff where, you know, at the time, you may have like a little ping that something's off, but you look back on it and you're like, wow. That was really messed up in retrospect, and so one of my favorite things is like the movies that are we think are reasonably innocuous. You're kind of like, oh, well, this is sort of a time capsule from you know when you were younger, etc. And I have one movie that for some reason I mean I haven't seen this movie probably since I was in t- a teenager, but I know I, exactly where you're going with this. I the movie that just messed short circuit. No, not short circuit. Totally movie, racist. The movie that 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 I just was thinking about recently. And I was like, wait, Revenge of the Nerds. So, oh, yeah, because so, okay, so I was going for something very similar. Yes. So here's the thing. So Revenge of the Nerds, obviously, like you know, one of the things that was really nice about Revenge of the Nerds was that it had plenty of nudity. Which you know, as a teenage boy in the nineteen nineties, prior to the internet, you know, providing us with ever so much nudity now. Um, finding a, finding an eighties movie with like a good amount of nudity was was was, was a good was a good deal. Anyway. But here's the thing, and I'm wondering if you're going to think about the same scene I am, because there's one scene that always messed me up on that one. I know the it, one. <laughs> it's the one where, where Lewis fakes who he is, he puts, on the, he puts on the Darth Vader mask, and then he like sleeps with the cheerleader, but he never takes off, but she thinks that he's like the boyfriend, uh-huh. he like steals the boyfriend's costume, uh-huh. and then goes and sleeps with the cheerleader while wearing the costume. And then all of a sudden at the end, he's like, ha ha, it's me, and she's like, oh, and then she's like, "You were amazing. Not I was raped because that's what happened. Like that was that in retrospect, it's so messed up because he's literally he is basically tricking her into having like you know what is not technically consensual sex because she believes that it's that it's that it's her boyfriend at the time." Now so. hold the phone here. That's the scene that outraged you because for me, I thought you were talking about the scene in the locker room where the Asian nerd. Is, is holding the thing for jock straps and all the jocks come up and, and give him shit and they say, hey, do you know karate? And they put the used jock strap over his head and they're like, you know, saying shit like ching chang chong or whatever to him. Extremely racially offensive. Here's the reason why that doesn't bother me as much. It's, they're doing that for the purpose of them to not be liked. They're basically, they're, you're trying to get rid of sympathy for the jocks. And like and so so them being racist and then them getting like because after that they put like the stuff like the liquid heat stuff in their jock straps or whatever mm-hmm. and then so so they get so they get comeuppance for that. Meanwhile, Lewis is rewarded for committing sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Lewis is rewarded for committing sexual assault on a woman. That's what's messed up about it. Right, right, right. Eh, that's funny. I oh, that one didn't really stick in my craw. It's st- it stuck to it stuck with me. I. Even as a kid, I'm like, there, there's something wrong with this. There's like yeah. some, there's there's an issue with this. It's pretty weird what we signed off of, on. What we signed off on in the '80s, as far <laughs> as that kind of shit goes. I mean, I remember really distinctly. I remember telling terrible, like racist jokes as a kid, and not really understanding even why they were funny. I just sort of like, I heard an adult say it. And i I remember, I'd say it, I'd share it with people, and they, and they were just, like, really super homophobic jokes floating around. Oh, there were tons were, of that. yeah. were just yeah. crazy. But a lot of it, I think, has to do with the fact that you're, you don't have kind of a, a real, I mean, you know, when you're a kid, you don't have a real filter for understanding, you know, what's, why something's right or why something's right. wrong. And a lot of it is just, like, um, a lot of times it is, like, racist or dirty jokes or whatever that you tell as a kid that you realize, like, you're like, wow, I said that, and I'm not thrilled about it. Um, A lot of those things, I think that it's part of socialization, where where basically you're doing something for a reaction, you're not doing something because you're supporting it, that kind of thing. And I mean, as a kid, that's forgivable. (laughs) Well, that's, I mean, mean, that's a tangent there, but I think, I find that totally fascinating when you meet a little kid who's right in that age where he's just beginning to try to figure out humor, like they're Mm -hmm. around five or something, and they'll do something like they'll come up to a crowd of adults and go like, poo-poo in my pants. And the adults will go, ha, ha, ha. And they'll keep doing it. For the rest of the night, they come up and they go, hey, poo-poo in my pants. Now, you go to, we go to different parties, I think. Well, Um. I'm this, (laughs) I I go to a lot of ball pit parties (laughs) at McDonald's (laughs) Funlands. It's kind of the scene I'm hanging with these days. Don't judge. Yeah, um, so. (laughs) But, yeah, it's, well, it's it's interesting because, like, um, yeah, you, I mean, obviously, obviously trying to figure it out. And the and the, the racist joke thing or the or the homophobic joke thing. I think you know kids don't know; they just hear it. Well, the other thing is, my parents like w- whenever I would tell a joke that my parents thought was even like below my like intellect level, they would get like upset with me. Um, mm-hmm. Like my 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 parents were very pushy when it came to like they expected me to be like a lot better at stuff, you know, or or however you put it. Like I was like three. My dad wanted me to know operas when I was three because he was a little bit pushy. And know them like like be able to sing them. Not like be able to, to sing them, or... but just be able to recognize them. Okay. And so I remember my uncle came over, and I, it's sort of like one of my earliest memories. My uncle comes over, and he's playing like um, Wagner, and he's it's Wagner. Like, we're in America. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and uh, and like he's like he's like Mishap. What's the name of this? Uh, what's the name of this uh, song? And. I say "Flight of the Valkyries," and my father goes "Ride of the Valkyries." Because it's "Ride of the Valkyries," not "Flight of the Valkyries." Yeah, I know that's pretty weak of you to not know that. I'm it's kind of embarrassed that we're doing a podcast. I deserved. I deserved the. I deserved the endless meetings yeah, I, I got I, for that. I, right? I think you're gonna have to wear a dunce cap for the rest of this hour. Yeah. yeah. Right now, it's probably a good idea. Well, I I brought over like a cone bra from like, you know, 90s era Madonna, so I could use that as a dunce cap. You don't need to bring the material girl into this, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, okay. We are living in a material world. Damn it. Damn it, indeed. I am a material girl. All right, I think okay, so. What's this one's running? running? Well, this one. Have we milked this one? Right? Well, this one I think we've milked dry. I think let's let's. Go I didn't on. know. I didn't even think I gave one. No, no. Well, well, no, you didn't. Yeah, but we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. In retrospect, anyway. that was messed up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back. In retrospect, this whole segment idea was messed up. All right, and you guys just heard Sit Kitty Sit with Cleo. And um, tell Max, this is a band that you saw live and, um, and, and talked to after the fact and, um, and, and told them about the podcast. And they said that they wanted to uh, just want to get their music out there. So tell us a little more about this band. Yeah, so, you know, I've just kind of been in a little, like, sort of spearheading the effort to get, you know, bands that want to be promoted or just I want to play some bands, you know, um, that'll allow us to play and just talk a little bit about them. But um, I saw Sit Kitty Sit play. I just happened to be at Eli's Mile High Club in Oakland, California. There's a really interesting venue. If any of you have ever been there, it is an interesting venue at yeah. the least. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty. It's kind of this like you know qu- sort of gutter punky dive in you know sort of on the cusp of West Oakland. Wasn't it a blues club initially? It was originally a blues club. Yeah. Yeah, like a classic blues club, and you know it's kind of a scary part of town. It's kind of a scary club actually. <laughs> it's not. It's not, not scary. That's yeah, for sure. it's, it's a bit. There's fights. <laughs> And, um, but you know, they have bands playing there like all the time for absolutely nothing. You know, I mean, you go in there and, you know, oh there's a, you know, $4 cover. You you don't even think about it because the price of beer is so cheap. It doesn't matter. So I like to go in there every once in a while. And, um, and anyway, they were playing, it was a really interesting band. It's a two piece, um, really, really good, solid drummer, um, kind of jazz style drummer, jazz punk style drummer, and then a, a pianist singer, and um, yeah, I just thought they were really interesting. Kind of almost like no means no esque, but playing, you know, piano and drums. And kind of like, I mean, you know, I, you played me a few of their songs, and like, kind of like a some like sort of Fiona Appley kind of jumpy, like yeah. Kind of the jumpy, the staccato piano that yeah. that um, that she does in a lot of stuff too. So. Well, cool. Yeah, and you know, and I had a, I, I you know, I was just in the back, and you know, I mean, I, have, I'm, I have to say, I'm going for like ten for zero, for bands allowing us to use music. I mean, ten and zero. Ten that's and zero. Ten, ten for zero is just that's that's an improper ten, fraction. Ten sir. and zero. Um, um, undefined. Right. Right. Ten, like love. Oh, like See, love. Yeah. Damn, that's
3: good. Boom.
2: damn. You know that Webster's dictionary doesn't even have a definition for love. Well, what is love? baby don't hurt me don't hurt me <laughs> anyways um, I had a really great conversation with the drummer in the back I just you know talked to him we ended up talking for like a half an hour about music and he was just so cool he you know he said "Not, nah, you know yeah, you can use our music come over to our merch table and he handed me two brand new cds a button some stickers no charge he said hey just say something nice so here i am they're a great band and they're really nice people so go check them out and their their website is sit all one word.com yeah so cool all right well we'll be back to wrap up in just a minute <laughs> So in this hour we learned a lot about love. We learned I know I did. <laughs> love can be a multi-headed Hydra <laughs> beast. Sometimes sometimes it can burn us in the case of I was gonna say like Cerebus. Like it's like the three-headed dog monster. Sure, sure. Um, it's a do- love's a dog monster, that's what we learned. Love is a dog, dog monster. monster. <laughs> down, down. Um, but yeah, we I mean, learned that sometimes love can be filled with moments of exaltation. It's exaltation. true, and I miss I miss being in love. I haven't been in love in a while, and it's 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 awesome. But it's also like one of those things where I feel like it's you know it's the it's the it's the apex apex and the nadir of existence. You know, you're either at the top of things or you're at the bottom of things, and it's really like not a lot of like equilibrium in love a lot of the time. It's usually like. It's your best and your worst, you know? Right. So, on those wide, wise words, we're going to go ahead and, uh, and wrap up here. Um, as usual, you can send all of your marriage requests um, as well as your flame emails underwear. To, and your underwear somehow It's your cyber underwear to um, Tomax and Mishap Hate You at gmail.com. And, um, although today, you know, just switch hate with like, you know, mildly dislike cause we're in a good mood, but don't write that. In don't the write email that bar. cause we won't <laughs> get it, <laughs> but think it, feel it. Uh, thanks again to, uh, sit kitty sit to let us, uh, hearing that. And Oh, and earlier you heard a song, um, that actually I wrote that that was a mishap song, um, about me being dissatisfied with the night that I spent with my ex-girlfriend. So, um, anyway, so Hope all of you are in the mood for all kinds of wonderful things and um, we'll let you get to that. So enjoy the rest of your whatever you are enjoying.